Hey, and welcome to the Creative Influencer Show, a weekly podcast talking about all things design, building, real estate, and how to get your next project off the ground running. I have been building and designing Muskoka cottages for almost two decades, and it is crazy how time flies. My name is Amanda McLennan, owner and designer of RB Furniture Shop and RB Design, located in beautiful Port Carling, Muskoka, Canada. I'm an entrepreneur at the core with an incredible design team, mom to my three amazing kids who fill my heart with so much joy. I have a huge love for surfing with a big goal to nail a 360 this summer in Muskoka, my CrossFit tribe, great coffee, and Nutella. (laughs) So what is the freaking deal? The Creative Influencer Podcast is a brand new platform that I am so excited to share. And while here is a quick who, where, and why I ended up playing in your ears. So what feels like a little while back, and if I'm being honest, it was like two decades ago, I made a huge move from the city to Muskoka to start a career in interior design. I took a beat up old car and a huge heart filled with creativity, and I made my way north on Highway 400. I was young, I was free of responsibilities, and I landed this huge internship at a design firm with an incredible opportunity to work on some of the most magazine-worthy projects here along the shorelines of Muskoka. I was a junior at the time, and I was just so happy to fully submerge myself into my passion. And hey guys, I would have literally done anything to spend a moment with a talented architect, a lead designer, a big client, anything. I just wanted to absorb everything like a big old vision board. Okay guys, so let's jump in and get started. I know that you guys are going to love this episode. Okay, so before we get started, I wanted to share this amazing opportunity and join our RB mail list and receive 15% off your first online order. Who does not want to say 15% off? I don't know. (laughs) Our team has been working so hard on new arrivals and introductions and our website is fresh and ready for the 2022 season. So make sure you head over to the website and see all the new introductions, rbfurnitureshop.com or give us a follow on Instagram where you can see most of our projects, arrivals and daily store stories, which most of them are the unglamorous life of myself, but you can get a lot of unedited bloopers and of course some giggles in. Okay, so let's dive into this episode. And first off, I'm just going to have the table of honesty and I'm going to confess that I have not been doing a very good job on tracking my sleep lately. Well, actually, technically that's not true. My Garmin has been tracking my sleep really well. I've been ignoring my Garmin. So my Garmin is a wrist watch that I wear. Personally prefer that over, I know that there's like Apple watches and there's whoop bands and there's all kinds of different devices that you can get. But, um, for me personally, I just prefer the Garmin because I guess it's like, it has a lot of like my bike, my, my tack and stuff is like, it relates into that. So I personally prefer that. That's what I wear. It tracks my sleep cycles. So I know, and if I'm being real, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff over the past couple of months. And I know that I have not been sleeping that great. I've been ignoring that. So I go and I'm starting to download all of my data on my Garmin and roll in Mr. Shock. Guess what? It says you have not been sleeping very great. In fact, it registers on my Garmin as poor. Now, the crazy banana part of this is that I 100% knew 
and know that that was happening. And I feel like this is a real problem in my life. And if I'm being honest, totally have been ignoring it. And that is not a great thing. So I was working so hard up until that point to get my sleep back on track and really, really understand like what it means to have like a great night's sleep where you feel really well rested and you can get up and really crush out the day and have like optimum performance, especially for me because I'm running so much stuff and, you know, being obviously like a business owner and you're running staff and then you're running, you know, projects and then you're also running your kids It just like, it feels like you're being pulled a million miles in every single direction. So for me, sleep, I definitely invest a lot of time into over the past couple of years to really get back on track. So rewind a few years ago, during the first few months of COVID, I don't know if anybody could forget that, but remember when we were in like isolation, we were staying at home for months and like stocking up on toilet paper and laundry detergent. I don't know about everybody else. I'm sure everybody else experienced COVID in all different ways, but for COVID, like for that isolation period of time, it hit me really hard. I was like actually pretty cool for the first six weeks in lockdown, but then that was it. (laughs) Suddenly, like I just felt like this gushing train was steaming in full speed ahead of like, and just this massive thing of reality started to hit me. And at the time I remember like questioning, like what the heck am I actually doing? We were washing groceries, putting them in the garage, wearing like makeshift masks, like, cause we couldn't get any. And not to mention the big massive elephant in the room, which was owning a retail store. So with a retail store in our location, we have massive amounts of rent, massive amounts of commercial space that we have. um, And that costs a lot of money. And that, my friends, is sometimes the most stressful thing in owning a business is making sure that you have enough cash flow to produce for the next month. Well, the problem with COVID is that everything got locked down. Therefore, there were no customers that were shopping. Therefore, we had these massive rent payments that were due. And not to mention the fact that I had decided prior to COVID, yes, just prior to COVID, that I was going to take on additional commercial space lease that I couldn't get out of. So what did that mean for me? It meant for a ton of unused retail space that I couldn't actually technically merchandise or sell or go in or do anything with because everybody was in lockdown And also I couldn't get any merchandise delivered to the store, even if I wanted to, because everything was in lockdown. It was super, super, super stressful. And to say stressful would actually be an understatement. I was like, my anxiety was actually had me hyperventilating into a paper bag. And I remember like my kids actually watching me have like a full bone panic attack. And it's crazy because let me tell you, and my life has not been a super easy one from being like a little kid. I have gone through some crazy, crazy ass life experiences. And I've been struggling with stuff that most people will never have to experience, maybe possibly in their lifetime. It's not, that's not something to like brag about. It's just something that like for me, like I've gone through a lot of hardship. There's definitely been a lot of things that have happened in my life. And I'll tell you, I've never had a panic attack ever before in my entire life. And I did when I was dealing with commercial retail space. Like it was a super, super stressful time for me. So what happened was that when that was a super stressful time for me and going through all of this, like 
I just decided at that time that like when you start to have to like process all of this like big problematic things that you just can't like get grasp and get a hold of it starts to affect your anxiety and normally well what happened to me was that my sleep started to become a problem and it became a problem for me because I wasn't sleeping very well at night because I was just had so much stress there was so much weight that was down on me about this like you know, big payments that were coming out, especially with the business. It was really tough. Like we never knew what was going to happen, like how long lockdown was actually going to last for. I had had invested like all of this money into merchandise and it was super stressful because you're like, I'm sitting here with like massive amounts of payments going out, but nothing coming in. And if anybody has taken like basic entrepreneur, like one-on-one, it's like, make sure that your cash flow is actually flowing. And for me, it wasn't actually flowing during that time. So super, super stressful. Um, And that just really, really meant for me, like I wasn't able to handle like isolation, not to mention too, like the social cutoff for me, like I completely understand that I'm like one of the lucky ones and I actually have a family and I was living, I wasn't alone. Like there was a lot of elderly people that were out there that were alone and just didn't, or single people like that didn't have to deal with the same stuff that obviously that I was dealing with. But when you try to deal with like your anxiety, like I just feel that often it's like your sleep then starts to fail. So I really, really felt, I'm reading this book at the moment and it talks about um like this this quote and I wanted to like bring it up during this podcast so your the quote is your choices become your habits which creates your outcomes and a hundred percent guys like that is free advice all day so I'm gonna repeat it back to you your choices become your habits which create your outcomes and I really 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 believe that it really really resonated with me um you know, for me to be able to like really get a hold of my sleep cycles and take control. If you do not get control of your sleeping habits, it's just like entering a forest without a map. You're likely going to get lost. So for me, that meant getting honest and real about why I wasn't sleeping well. And I don't know if this ages me. Like all of a sudden, does anybody else feel that like all of a sudden an adult embraces sleepless nights and vitamins? That's what we're here for. But like in my 20s, I had no idea that that's what would happen to me. Like that we would even be talking about like how we're not getting enough sleep as an adult on a podcast is like mind-blowing to me especially like if you think back to like when you were 20 and you're like these problems just probably didn't even ever exist for you so when I was in my 20s I was living on like maybe two or three hours of sleep I bartended so I would be bartending all night I was actually like one of the that I felt like I was like a genius smart person because I was paying for myself to go through school Um, it was kind of stressful at the time because you're like, you know, pretty much broke. Like you're pretty much, I like ended up getting this roommate. This is completely off topic, but I, I, I just felt this is like super genius. So I am bartending, I'm hanging out with all my friends, but I'm getting paid. I'm also likely to get tips and stuff because people are getting really drunk at the time. And that's amazing because my tips are actually paying for me to go through college And then I ended up becoming like super smart because um, I rented this uh, 
apartment and um, my room, I needed a roommate in order to cover the rent. And um, my roommate was going to school for one of my roommates. I had several, but one of my roommates, which was total genius, was going to school for culinary. So becoming a chef. So we, I was not like a starving like student at the time because they would come home with all this like delicious food that they had prepped out um, at school. So we were eating like I don't know, things like duck and like very expensive things that you would never eat as a student, but that's where, you know, my smartness became. So for me, I never had to deal with sleep. I would literally be bartending until, you know, all hours of the night I'd get up and then I'd go to school. I never worried about, you know, any of that stuff. I never worried about the same amounts of stress or anxiety or things like that, especially in my twenties, um, is what I did. But, and that again, wasn't because I had these massive commercial leases, when I was 20 years old. So the next question I'm sure you guys are thinking is like, why the hell on earth is this crazy girl talking about sleep and her tips if she's doing such a poor job at the moment? Well, here's the thing. Everyone goes through phases, hiccups, and ups and downs in life. And it's not about judgment. It's about the willingness to get back up on track and create a new opportunity for growth. So, hey guys, for me, this summer especially like into this past like spring it was a super challenging for one for me personally like I was dealing with a lot of personal stuff that was going on so that's definitely affected like my sleep and um the summer has been exceptionally busy for me I've been going through some like really crazy hardships personally and that require me to get like super uncomfortable and obviously have to start new things so it's a little bit of a confession podcast but I did do all of this great research so I want to keep you guys back on track with the sleep podcast. So sleep is critical and it's like super important, especially for the functioning of your brain and your motor functions. Human beings require sleep as a reset and recharge in anyone. And I repeat anyone that's running on less than seven to eight hours, seven to eight hours of sleep per night is not running at their full potential. There's absolutely no way. I hear and I read about this all the time, like these crazy CEOs that are running these billion dollar businesses are going on four to five hours. And it's honestly, it's absolutely nuts. And I would arguably say anybody that is doing that is not operating like they might be doing that and getting away with it. And that's fine. But arguably, I definitely feel that they are not operating at their full potential that they're able to do. So Hey, maybe you're like not this big time CEO. Maybe you're just a mom. Maybe you're a friend, guy, girl, whatever. It doesn't matter. You still need to have good quality sleep. That is so, so important. Now, this podcast was an addition to my business, which is building and design and anything in between from furniture and custom cottages. And on here, I like to talk about a whole bunch of things aka sleepless nights because it all relates guys the whole reason that I created this podcast platform was literally because I could leave my staff and my family alone and chat in my recording studio which is aka honestly my walk-in bedroom closet so I would stop driving them nuts because I don't stop asking questions trying to find answers and just generally wanting to lead a more intentional and exceptional life So they're super happy because I'm not like pulling at their ear literally every five minutes telling them some super cool thing that I've read in a book. So hence the podcast and why you guys are here. Here's this massive piece of advice. You cannot perform 100% at anything you do without taking care of yourself first, period, full stop. So start making yourself a priority. This is my list of sleeping tricks for a better night's sleep. 
I don't know personally, like this is just what I've read. It's a combination of lots of different, either they might be books that I've read or personal development coaches, or maybe they're podcasts that I listen to, or things that has just been trial and error that I've learned for myself. Um, things that have really like made sense and for me to check in with, but honestly, I feel like this is such a good list. It's such a good list of things to do that I can guarantee you if you're doing all of these things, you will officially have like tried out 30 days. Like that's how long it takes to create a new habit. Power of (laughs) power of, uh, the power of habit is an excellent book too. Um, but in order to do this, like if you can try this for like 30 days straight, um, I definitely think that it will, it will for sure change, um, your life, especially if you're not having great quality sleep. So number one is turn off your phone. I don't check my phone three hours before bed. I don't check it. I put it away. I put it down. I forget about it. Like it's, it's, it doesn't even register on me. I literally have an alarm that sat on my phone. So if, even if you try to contact me, like it's just in like a sleep mode, um, so I generally don't get messages. Mine is set at 8.30. So I generally don't get messages after 8.30. And I won't check them either because I don't. I definitely don't check email. I don't check text messages. Like it's just not that important. I generally will do it when I get up in the morning. Um, but I don't do it before I go to bed. So three hours before I go to bed, um, which for me, it's a little tricky to do that because I do have like kids and people that could be out. And like my son sometimes practices hockey until like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So that's sometimes a little bit difficult to do. And I often not the parent that's like picking him up from that. But just saying three hours before bed, don't check anything. Make sure that you do not have your phone with you. Like as you go, like as you're going into bed and you're checking it, don't, don't do that. That blue light is so stimulating. And there are so many studies that compare it to the same effects as drugs, alcohol. It's a stimulant. So use it widely. It literally activates your brain. So if you want to have your brain awake, put your phone in front of you. If you don't, turn it off. So say goodbye to Netflix and late night TV binges. And I know that you guys are going to think like that's the most awful thing ever it's a life changer. Like there's so many people out there that say that they do not have enough time to study. They do not have enough time to read a book. They do not have a time. You do have time. You're just doing a lot of things that are unproductive with your time. And I have been there too. I don't know how many episodes of Netflix that I've watched that have literally gained me nothing to do like moving my life forward. I'm such a big like believer now that I think that if something is not moving like the needle for me to move forward with. So I choose to read a lot of books because I feel that those will be able to get me and produce me to, you know, a place where I want to go. There's a lot of like empty things that like Netflix and stuff like that, that just really don't give anything back to me. So that's kind of how I like, that's how my brain processes it. It's not to say that I ever want to watch a movie or Netflix. I just choose not to do it every single day of my life. So turn off the phone. That's number one try not to eat two hours before you go to bed. So try, I'm going to replace that word with not try. I'm going to say don't. So don't eat two hours before you go to bed. It's just not good for you to digest. You're going to sit with a lot of food in your tummy before you go to bed. That's not great. Um, it just really helps, um, with digestion. It also helps too, if you are, um, it also helps too if you're just not like you're you're just resting and you're not eating because you're not packing that in and then you know going to sleep on a full stomach is like one of the worst things it's 
sometimes can irritate your tummy too, especially if um, you feel like you're waking up in the middle of the night, especially if you're not having that great food choices, especially if it's two hours before you go to bed. Don't do the sugar binge before you go to bed. That was like a big fall that I I had. Like, don't don't grab sugar. If your body is craving sugar before bed, it generally means that you need to go to bed. It's because you're tired and it's looking to have some energy. So just go to sleep. That's what you need to do. Um, number three is take your vitamins. I will do a whole podcast on what vitamins I take because I'm happy to share that. But I uh, really feel that magnesium and zinc helped me um, a lot. Um, I started taking that a couple of years ago. And I don't know specifically what it actually does because I'm not a nutritionist. But I do feel that I got some advice from one of my coaches. And it's been a big game changer for me. So I do feel that magnesium is something that... Um, I take my vitamins at night. I don't think that there's a right or wrong to take. And I take a whack load of vitamins, especially for like working out and stuff, um, because I'm actively doing that like six days a week. So I don't know if it makes a difference if you're taking them morning or night. I just happen to take them at night. Other things that I do at night too, um, I take collagen powder at night as well. So that is something else that I do do. And I just put it into um, a tea before I go to bed. So that's what I do. But I'm sure you could put it in your coffee or something hot. I'm sure you could put it in your water because it's like a tasteless, odorless collagen powder. So number four is perhaps read before bed. So reading before bed, it's not on your phone. Um, it's actually like a physical book and then uh, listening maybe to some meditation. It's like trying to get your body ready for sleep. So when you're watching Netflix and you're being stimulated by something that's on a blue light or something that's like an action-packed, you know, um, show that perhaps you're watching, it definitely triggers a lot of emotion and stimuli in your brain. So you want to not do that. Things like reading, meditation, music, stuff like that will definitely help you have like a calmer approach as you get ready for bed. The fifth thing, and this is a big thing that I'm been really obsessed about and this was because I listened to a podcast that talked about that and it really made sense and when I used to travel well I still still travel but prior to COVID I would travel a lot with work I'd be in and out of hotels often and um I do you ever like walk into a hotel and it's always chilly in the hotel room and you always like I don't know I would always sleep really well so for me I was like oh yeah that makes sense so I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about the temperature of a room um and um they had suggested it to keep it at 68 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's pretty chilly um, compared to most. I generally think that you'll sleep much better when the room is colder. So if you feel like that's too chilly for you, still keep it at that temperature. And then I would just layer up in blankets. So keep the room cold. I'm obsessed about it. My family hates me for it, but I keep the evening temps at 68 degrees um, and just grab some extra blankets. Um, next up, number six would be close the blinds and keep the room dark. It's a big thing for me. So make sure that you have some good quality blinds that are there, um, and installed and making sure that there's not a light, a lot of light pollution, um, that comes in or out, especially in the room. So for me, I generally go to bed around nine 30 because that I get up really early um, so I tend to not have to worry about that because it's generally dark when I get up, but if it isn't and I'm having, you know, I'm in a different time zone or something like that, then I definitely will make sure that the blinds are closed and keeping the room dark. 
The next up, and this is something I'm super obsessed about, is quality bedding. So for me, I use all the sheets that we sell at the store. So if you're not sure what that is, you can head over to our website. Um, but they're a cotton percal um, sheet. And everyone that comes to sleep over at my house or the cottage says that they've had the best night's sleep ever. So I truly believe that that's like a real thing. So we use, um, it's a brand by Cuddle Down. And I have all their pillows, their sheets, and then I would say like blankets, like make sure your linens are really good, like they're fresh. You should be washing your linens once a week. If you're not doing that, make sure that you have like a good well and making sure that you replace your pillows too often. Like if you have not replaced your pillow within the past year or two, you need to do that. It's something that you're sleeping on every single night. Um, so make sure that you invest in like good quality. They don't have to be expensive pieces. They just have to be good quality pieces. So for us, we use the brand. It's called Cut and Cuddle Down and it's a Canadian made uh, company. Um, and we do sell all the stuff at the store. So that are, those are some of the things that we like check that I would checkpoint before I go to bed. Other general things are that I do think that just helps overall sleeping throughout the week would be things like working out and being physically active throughout the day. I do think that eating clean, so meaning that you're eating less processed food. Okay, so some of the general things that I think overall help sleep activity or better quality sleep would be these points. So they're not in any particular order. I just think that these are general things that have helped me become a better sleeper overall. So I think working out and or being physically active throughout the day. So that means that if you have a desk job or you have a job that requires you to be seated for long periods of time, make sure that you're getting out, that you're going for a walk, that you're doing the things to, you know, make sure that you are just not sitting stagnant all every single day. I definitely feel like it helps just to circulate. There's so many benefits that ha happen with that. So make sure that you're get your body moving, whether that be like aggressive cardio workouts or aggressive heavy lifting, or maybe it's just a simple walk with a dog. Maybe you don't have a dog. Maybe it's just a simple walk on your lunch break. Nonetheless, you should be moving your body every day. I do think that the next thing has really helped me, which is eating clean. I do think um, that just having a general, like it doesn't matter what diet plan, if you do follow one, if you're counting your macros or not, or if you're doing keto or any of those things, which by the way, I just think eating clean in general works overall, meaning that you eat less processed food, you eat more vegetables, you eat more protein, you eat less sugar, and you eat more fruits and vegetables. So I think if you can just maintain that. I think that overall that that's a really, really successful plan to start with. Now, the next thing up would be drinking water. I personally drink a lot of it. I follow, this was something that one of the um, personal development coaches that I follow recommends. So they recommend that you drink half your weight in ounces. So it's half your weight into ounces and that's the rule of the water so keep it very basic math if you weigh 100 pounds that means that you're drinking 50 ounces of water every single day and um yeah it's a lot of water and it's gonna make you pee and that's a good thing because it's flushing your system out so I don't think that there's ever a thing that you can drink too much water so make sure you're drinking lots of water make sure that you're avoiding a lot of your high calorie sugary drinks because they really are just empty calories for your body. So lots and lots of water. I love, um, next thing up would be 
Um, coffee. I love coffee. I don't I'm like if somebody tells me that coffee's a bad thing, I'm just not probably going to be friends with you. So, um, and or listen to you. I think there's like so many things I've cut out of my life and coffee's not one of them. I like it. I am kind of obsessed about having different kinds of coffee. Um, I love special blends. We're kind of, maybe, I don't know. It's just like our gym that we get obsessed about coffee with that CrossFit, but anyways, I'm into it. I love coffee. I tend to not drink coffee past the morning hour. Now that doesn't mean to say that you're never going to see me with like an iced coffee in the afternoon, but I just tend to uh, drink it in the morning. I do drink coffee. Um, I know a lot of people that have like cut caffeine out of their diet. They're not my people. <laughs> You're probably not my person if you've done that. But anyways, good for them that they've done it and they've been successful with it. I just personally, I don't, I definitely going to be a coffee drinker. So um, I just tend not to drink it in like the afternoon. It's not something like I'll go and reach for something else before I'll go and generally grab a coffee. But Anyways, tend not to have that. I know that there's a lot of avid coffee drinkers that are out there. I wouldn't have caffeine like, I don't know, like after whatever, two o'clock or something like that, because I definitely think it would affect me. If I had a cup of coffee, like after dinner, it would definitely keep me up for sure. I feel like it would definitely keep me up. I don't tend to do that. So I would definitely avoid that. When the, This is another one, the last point, but I felt that this, I had had this... I listened to it. It was one of, I think it was a podcast I was listening to. Um, and I definitely feel like when you wake up in the middle of the night and it still happens, it still happens to me. Um, I definitely try to have like this mantra where you tell yourself like the literally the most important thing. So the mantra goes like, if you wake up in the middle of the night and one of the most important things that you can tell yourself then is that your most important job that you have to do right now is sleep because there's nothing that you can do right now at this particular moment to fix whatever you're thinking about. So I know that it seems like it's super simple, but I think that like when you have these mantras and you start to tell yourself that, then you believe it. And then what happens is that it's like your words are your words that you speak from your mouth are more impactful than your thoughts. I think it's something like seven times more impactful. So if you actually verbalize that, like if you tell yourself and you verbalize that it's so important and this works positively and negatively it it, random fact but you do you ever realize like all the negative things that people say about you and that's what you remember the most versus the positive things it's because that's what how we're hardwired is to deal with that stuff so I think that it's really, 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 really important for you to make sure that when you're speaking these mantras, especially when it's like you're waking up and you're restless in the middle of the night, is you have to get really aggressive with yourself and say, you know, words like, my most important job that I have to do right now is to go back to sleep. There is nothing productive that I can do right now. There's nothing like, and just literally repeating that. So something really simple. It was a podcast that I had listened to. Definitely think that if you wire your brain that way, it can create a lot of triggers. And I know that it might seem like it's a little bit crazy to be telling yourself this in the middle of the night, but trust me, it actually works. So I'm going to list for you guys the books that I've read that I think that have really helped me out and have made a complete turning point in my life over the past couple of years with countless sleepless nights and REM sleep, very severely lacking, especially on my Garmin. And you have to remember too, guys, like I've had three kids. I've done a lot of sleepless nights. I've been there up with babies in the middle of the night. And it's, um, 
it's definitely super challenging for sure. And I think that that's like a whole other parenting sleep cycle challenge. Like that's something that's not even, I, it's not even relatable really in this podcast. Cause I think that the most important, and if, by the way, if you are a new parent that's out there and you have, and you are experiencing sleepless nights, just sleep, just whatever it takes to go to sleep, just go to sleep. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. If your baby is sleeping on a two hour cycle or a three hour cycle or a four hour sleeper, or if you're one of those blessed mamas that are going like six to eight hours through the night, good for you. That's great. Just sleep when the baby sleeps. Every, I, I definitely don't think that there's like with, especially with newborns and babies, I think you go through different cycles and I think that it can be really, really great. Um, in the first, you know, like sometimes like, well, babies, I I don't want to break it to any of the new moms that are out there, but it's like, it's going to go really well. And then it's not going to go really well. Then it's going to go really well. And it's not going to go. And that's just having kids. It's just the ups and downs. But trust me when the baby's sleeping, make sure you're sleeping because that's uh, when you can get it the most. And I do definitely feel like, especially when you're bringing a new baby home from the hospital, um, the most important thing is, is to try to get that baby on a sleep schedule because when the baby's on a sleep schedule, it makes your life so much easier. And I was lucky enough that my kids, um, were able to sort of adapt pretty quickly. And I know that there's a lot of parents out there that, uh, if their kids either have, you know, they're colicky or they have special needs or they just have sleep challenges, like whatever that looks like. I was not plagued with lots and lots of issues with sleep. So new parents that are out there, just honestly make sure that you're just getting your sleep because it's so, so, so important. So books that I've read that I really feel, these are not parenting books. These are just books that I've read about being able to uh, facilitate like great rest periods would be, I I highly recommend them, are the 5am club and then why we sleep. The side note as well, the impact theory by Tom Bilou is one of the, like there's a really great episode on there that he talks specifically about how he gets ready to go to sleep. And there's a lot of points on here that I've sort of copied and pasted from Tom. But I've applied them over my life over the past, you know, year or two. And I definitely think that they work. So if you have not listened to that podcast, um, definitely give it a try because it uh, it's sort of revolutionary in the way that he sort of approaches things and especially from like a very scientific point of view. So I love that. It's called The Impact Theory and he is a super great guy and um, I've actually seen him live in person and I just think that his character, his personality, like this whole thing when he walks into a room or up on stage in my situation, he's a really, really cool guy. And an awesome uh, person that sort of brings a lot of education and personal development and coaching to our world. And if you're not following him, you definitely should because he's got some great quotes. Um, and I, I, I love Tom. He's it just, it's great. He's very influential for sure in my life. So love all his podcasts and they break it down sometimes the most basic life tasks that we just like often sort of like don't think about as simplistic as what he does and I definitely feel like it's a little bit more scientific for me um and the way he approaches things but I love the way that they break down and they're also a little bit longer podcasts too so they're really really great especially if you're driving and you've got to drive so these are some of the ideas and tips that I've had from a mix of people I've been following on my own either way this is what has helped me get back on track with sleep and it's important. So make your bedtime as important as your weekend plans. Honestly, guys, trust me, you will thank yourself for it. This was so fun, guys. I love talking about like this super cool stuff. Sleep is number one. And if you guys figure that out and get started on like a better rest cycle, 
you will honestly become a different person. So next time we're going to be definitely talking about waking up and the importance of that and how to start your day off, right? I love uh, I love some of the things that I've incorporated, especially like the high five in the mirror and stuff like that and telling yourself that you got this for the day. Five minute, five, sorry, not five minute, five second rule of jumping out of bed. It's so great. That would be Mel Robbins. But Anyways, I definitely feel like sleep is such an important thing and I definitely think it's very relatable, especially when you're running a business and how to be able to get that and especially what it looks like when you're able to produce better results, better work that will come when you are fully rested. So thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Creative Influencer Show, guys. I hope that you have gained some inspiration today and that you have left with your heart and your mind a little bit more full. I have been building and designing cottages here in Muskoka for almost 20 years, and I love talking about this topic. My mission is to provide insightful knowledge around the design and the home building industry. We are a small business, guys, so every like, DM, and subscribe makes a huge difference to us and it keeps us going. We read every single one of them, seriously. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and follow us on social, Facebook. Instagram, you know where it's at. Join the mail list and receive 15% off your first online order. Or better yet, and subscribe to our RB Love Your Home boxes that are now offered seasonally to keep your home looking fresh and on style. If you love what you heard, please subscribe and share with two friends. Spread the word of this new and exciting podcast and remember to love your home. Until next time, RB Tribe, be kind to one another and remember to be inspired and love your home. Thank you.